Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We would like to acknowledge the Turrbal and Yagara peoples as the traditional owners of these lands where we now stand, recognizing that these have always been places of meeting and sharing. We'd also like to pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to General Queries, a podcast about the Brisbane queer scene. I'm your host, Talia. It's lovely to have you on whatever time of day you are listening to this. 3am. 3am, uh, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Insomnia fuel podcasting. Yeah, it could be midday. You could be having lunch. You could, yeah, you could be lunching. We could, we could be your lunch buddies. Oh, lunch Hi, day. Lunch What's day. Um, I'm joined in the studio today by the dulcet tones of my lovely co-host, Megan. Buy it's yourself so a dulcet tones, like Pete branded merch. Have me with you. I'm, Always. I just, I love the stickers. I just love stickers oh so much. They're At so Nita. Good. Hey, you Nita, best. you did great. We love you. We love you. Continue to Ooh. do those wonderful things, what you do. <laughs> I realized when I listened to my episode, like how much I do like weird no- mouth noises, like meow and skirt and burp. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> you always, uh, just, you know, the, the bowels of the podcast. Um, bowels of the podcast. You always, before the beginning of every recording, go <laughs> into the microphone, <laughs> which really annoys um, our poor producer. Um, we love you, Zane. Yeah. Um, we are also... <laughs> Thanks. Skirt. Anyway. Love it. Thanks for doing that, Megan. You're um we are joined in the studio today um by Ah, how, yes. How, how by would you. we describe? Yeah, by you. <laughs> you, our dear listener. <laughs> yeah, um, hello guys. It's great. Long time listener. Glad to be here. Uh, I, first time, time listener. What is it? Long time listener, first time caller? Oh <laughs> the old radio speak. It, um, it just like baffles me that people actually listen to this. And then when people are like, oh yeah, like da da da. I'm like, uh, uh, <laughs> I yeah. like what? I'm, <laughs> I'm up to date. Like listen to Jonathan on the way here. Screaming. It was very good. Um, Hi, what's your name? I'm Tell Dana. us who you nice are. Nice to meet you. Um, uh, yes. <laughs> Dana, I am a teacher, actually. I graduated from UQ two years ago, um, oh, and okay. I am teaching high school in a very nice little, let's say, uh, independent public school in yeah. Brisbane, which is awesome. But um, yes, I am queer, I am here, and I'm ready to talk about <laughs> my experiences. Queer here, ready to talk. Yeah, actually, um, that should be our new slogan motto thing. Queer here, ready to chat. Happy <laughs> to coin it for you. Um, <laughs> I identify as a lesbian, but that was, I think I figured that out about two years ago. It was, it's been a long journey. I always knew I was queer, mm. but how exactly? Yeah. What, really what queer variety is I like to yeah. say? Yeah. yeah. Eventually it came down to like, how much was I putting up with for no reason? Yeah. And how much was I like 
dealing with compulsory heterosexuality mm. instead of just realizing how come I always daydream about getting married to a woman yeah. or you know it's and now you're just a big old gay and I love yeah. it yeah it's, it's great a, no but can I just make a point in saying like compulsory heterosexuality once you become really uncomfortable with it mm. like there's this period before like you become mm. uncomfortable with it and then you become aware of it and that it's particular nuts. like bit in between those two points is just this awkward moment of just going yeah. Ah, yeah. and like screaming internally and yeah. then externally and then it's I've oh. gotten to a point now where I'll look at like wedding photos with a man and a woman I'm like something's wrong with that what <laughs> no, <it's> not, <laughs> no I'm just it's just, just kind of like it's just everywhere like yeah. and I'll look yeah. everywhere and it's like where are the where are the gays? And when there's a gay <laughs> wedding as well, and especially with like two brides, they're always both really, really femme and in yeah. beautiful dresses. And I don't know where I sit on the butch femme spectrum or if there even really is one for Go me. Go on to Pinterest. But, like, there's cool like suits. this beautiful variety cool of stuff. Absolutely. I think, and I've talked about this with Beck. Um, uh, I definitely, I, I've like seriously considered like wearing one of those like pantsuit, like jumpsuits. Yeah. Oh my God, how oh. comfy. And beautiful. I can just like do kind of weird shit. My legs and stuff. You've got mm. the, you know, if it's, if your wedding gets invaded by the CIA, you can kick them in I'm the just, face. Yeah. Good, ready to go. And I'm not flashing everyone. <laughs> it's great. And that means I don't have to wear underwear and that's yeah. the dream. I'm, I'm sure if I ever get married to my current partner, mm. she'd absolutely wear a suit to our wedding. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I see it's really interesting kind of like mix because you get a lot of those lesbian weddings where they're both in dresses, but then you also get the lesbian was- weddings where like one of them is in a suit and one yeah. of them is in a beautiful dress. And you're like, oh, okay, like you, you paired off Femme and Butch. Yeah, um, but, yeah. I've never actually seen a lesbian wedding where they're both in suits. I think I've seen see a couple them, photos. I see them on like Tumblr and Facebook, but yeah. never like in like the wedding, gay wedding stock photos or like, mm. yeah. Yeah, which kind of sucks. But I mean, I have definitely, I mean, I don't know if you've had the same thing, but I've definitely been asked, which one of you is like the more masculine one? And it was at work at the time. And like, you know, like they're, they're good boys, like good, well-meaning yeah. people yeah. Um, who was not trying to be horrible. But I was like, you know, like neither of us were both women. Yeah. But one of one person is always like more masculine. And I was like, you're based yeah. like, so you're asking me like, who's on top? And they were like, oh, that's a bit inappropriate. Like, that's a bit much. Oh and I'm like, God. you just asked me. <laughs> like- my, my partner and I have the problem where everyone assumes I am because I am the taller. I am the more, like, yeah. physically. I'm bigger, yeah. like, size-wise and in general. Yeah. And I have the job at the moment. So yeah. as soon as they hear that, they're like. Oh, oh so you're the butch one. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. she's still studying. That's why. She's lovely. Yeah. She's nearly done. She's really scared about this year. Yeah. Can, can we do a. Yeah. Good, good luck sorry. to her. Yeah. Good luck to her. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, no, no. I actually, topic, I actually just want to do a, because I've, I've realized that a lot of like the work that we do here is just like doing yeah. general explanations for things. So yes. do, do you want to explain uh, the femme butch scale and all of that oh, kind of stuff? Yeah. God. Well, I think because I really don't know where I sit on it. It's pretty hard but like um I femme is I guess more stereotypically feminine so you you know you can wear a dress you can walk around in heels you can do your makeup up real nice you get a lot of pleasure out of that sense of performing femininity girly girls yeah Yeah. really girly girls and um like you get enjoyment from that and Mm. in a way you can also subvert like the heterosexual gaze of that by the fact you're going oh I'm not performing that for men Mm. I'm performing that for women yeah um and then butch is like the complete other end of the spectrum where you want the short hair, you want like to distance yourself from femininity Mm. um, often can be used in a way to like 
clearly signal to men like don't interact with me. Yeah, <laughs> not to be confused yeah. with um, gender expression, no, exactly. which is a different thing. Yeah, completely this is different. Kettle more fish. like um, embracing tasks and um, and activities and mm. like an appearance that is more masculine. Absolutely, but yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is exploring their gender. Yeah, as a as a masculine exactly. person. Um, I'm yeah. still just, absolutely it, it, identify yeah. as women. Does that make sense? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's about um, gender expression, not about gender identity. Yes, yes that's, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what yeah. I meant. Precisely. I apologise. No, yes. you're good. Um, no, yeah. And I think that's as far as I can comment on it. Um, I always have had trouble with this. Like, I'll wax and wane, like, in phases of years or yeah. in weeks yeah. or in days between what I want to really sit on that spectrum. Just right totally now, fine and valid. I'm pretty comfy in the middle at the moment. Mm. Um, some days I'll wake up and be like, I want to go the full shebang and tons yeah. of makeup and look great. And, you know, it's sweet when I'm going out with my partner on a date, like, yeah. I'll dress up. And then other days I'm like, you know what, I really want to wear, like, a button-up flannel and yeah. my combat boots to and work. that's yeah. totally valid. <laughs> you can dress however you want. It's hard with my hair the most because as soon mm. as I cut it all off, I want to grow it long again and yeah. as soon as it's long I want to cut it cut it yeah, yeah. I have, have like a one of the healthy middle grounds you know you get you the, the straight guys who always um they always catch public transport and mm. they have like the shaved sides but they have the long bit yeah. of the top and hey, hey undercut she's like showed yeah. us like the back <laughs> oh, okay. I was so nervous um about getting one of these again being in education but um, I finally decided this year, like, I'm going to have my hair down half the time anyway, yeah. or it's easy to hide. Yeah. I just want to be comfy. I just want to have gay, like, shaved mm. into the back. Oh, I had a friend who got scum shaved into her undercut, <laughs> which Love is it. the boldest. That's yeah, nude. that's bold. Um, yeah. And, Damn. Uh, she, um, she had, like, platinum blonde hair at the time. Nice. It was really good. Damn. Um, yeah. Very I mean, cool. you do you, boo. Not yeah. my cup of tea. No, but cup of tea. you go for it. I yeah. think, uh, but um, coming back to the femme butch thing, I think it's really really interesting that like um within the lesbian community you have so much of an emphasis on gender mm, like really huge you, and you're just out here doing doing gay shit but now nah, we got to talk about gender as well it's been so. real like interesting because i don't know in a way it's like i always think of my earliest memories like being one of the boys and a massive tomboy and everything and it's so interesting how I have a friend who, um, my best friend from high school, my old partner from high school, he is now um, identifying as a trans guy and um, he's come a long way and I'm really happy for him. And I love how much of our kind of like identities before we met in high school sort of were similar but the se- like different and we talked about that and how the difference between where you realise that it's sexuality versus gender mm. and it's really fascinating. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Like. Yeah, I'm kind of just ruminating on that. I'm just kind of like yeah. sitting in that for for, for me because um, like I do present um, femme, and when I say mm-hmm. I present femme, it, for me it's more of like a you know a femme mask kind of yeah, scale where people of perceive a, you or yeah, yeah. because like I am a fab and I I am currently wearing a skirt and makeup, so like yeah. people will look at me and go a oh girl. Um, I've spent like a lot of time with like my family in the past yeah. uh, couple of months where like they'll just be like oh yes Talia a woman and you're like oh god. Uh, you know, like Janet from The Good Place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a um, robot. <laughs> <laughs> She's my wife, not a girl. Yeah, this is not skin. Um, <laughs> Christ, you haven't seen The Good I Place. Haven't, okay. I haven't. I haven't. Need to. Um, it's very good. It, you, it's good. It's very place. good. <laughs> Skirt. Okay. Um, oh wow! I can't believe you've done this. 
<laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really interesting that um, like when people think about like lesbians, they usually mm. think about like butch lesbians. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> I'm gonna come in here and see your job. Like that's yeah. ironic too because they are far less depicted in the media, and it's interesting <sighs> that that's. I think it's because of that I'm um, man hating stereotype, and again, like centering lesbianism around rejection of men or performative to men which yeah. is really it's weird it's like those so much man hating feminists not shaving their arms lesbian basket weavers Oops. yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you get into like the political lesbians who are mm. i i kind of have this image of a political lesbian being incredibly butch but then i also mm. have like the image of a political lesbian being incredibly femme so like yeah, yeah. and wow. it's like if you if you reject men you must immediately want to overthrow them um I, I i also want to clarify when i when i talk about political lesbians um what or political lesbianism as as a concept is the idea that um sexuality is something that you choose and they've chosen to be a lesbian because mm. they want to reject the patriarchy that's what yeah. i'm talking about well, when i talk about oh, political lesbian the, doesn't that tie in a lot with like the 70s and the 80s mm. very Feminism much ideology very much yeah. that's Going kind of living, the, yeah, um, that kind of second wave you know like women, the scum yeah. manifesto did yeah. you <sighs> No, do you? Are you not I aware? I am aware of it. <laughs> let, me, let me just grab the scum very, manifesto for you. I'm very much aware of it. It makes me very uncomfortable. But yeah, it was, like look, it, it, look comes, it up if you yeah. feel comfortable. So Please it's called don't. the Scum Manifesto. I'm going yeah. to. So it's actually a book, but they wrote. Um, Okay. It's very, it's militant feminism. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so SCUM stands for yeah. Society of Cutting Up Men, Society oh for Cutting God. Up Men. Um, <gasps> a shortened version of the manifesto is uh, life in this society being at best an utter bore and no aspect of society being at all relevant to women. Nice. There remains to civic minded, responsible, thrill seeking females only to overthrow the government, eliminate the money Jeez. system, and institute complete, utter. Uh, complete uh, automation and destroy the male sex. Oh the male God. is a biological X accident. The Y male gene is an incomplete X female oh, I've gene. Heard this doesn't develop until later. And that um, is, uh, it has an un- incomplete set of chromosomes. In other mm. words, the male is an incomplete female. A walking abortion aborted <gasps> at the gene stage. Oh my to God. call a man an animal is to flatter him. He's a machine, a walking dildo. It's often said that men use women, use them for what? Surely not pleasure. That is the scum manifesto. It is. It comes out of a time of it's, like it's bad it's I'm a just lot getting like um one of the first things that got thrown at me in high school like, i wasn't even i didn't even id as lesbian yet but i was somewhere i thought i was somewhere on the multi-gender attracted spectrum and when everyone in school found out one of the first things all of like the shitty boys would like torment you with is like oh so you're absent father and i'm just like <gasps> laughing because i'm like i have the, the best fuck? relationship with my dad and like i think even my mom and i've had a conversation before we have we had a tumultuous relationship when I was a teenager. It's much better now that I'm an adult in my own house with my own control. I can get in my car and leave. Yeah. Um, I'm still connected to her because I need to take a lot of care of my niece and I'm probably going to be her guardian mm-hmm. when she's a teenager. Um, but anyway, mum and I have had this conversation where like, she's like, oh, well, like, how, are you sure you're a lesbian? Like, It's not yes. just because boys are mean to you that you don't want to date them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mum, if anything, the most toxic relationships in my life have been with women. Yeah. You think that would be the thing that would scare me off? If I'm still so sure and like absolutely like know I love women, like 
that's got to be a whole other kettle of fish to unpack. Like, mm. yeah. yeah, we don't have let's, time to unpack. Yeah, let's just throw away the whole box. Um, <laughs> exactly. Just burn the whole suitcase, yeah. throw it out the window, a flame. So I, I always hate the <laughs> argument that it's in relation to like hating men that yeah. you are a lesbian. It's yeah. like the least true thing I've ever had that's applied to me because yeah. I live with my housemate who is like he's pretty sure he's a cis het dude. Yeah, and we get along really great because we talk about our same taste in comic book women. Like, nice. <laughs> it's also like. A, a whole other thing where it's like you know it must be about men yeah. in some way it can't just be about it can't women. just be because i love women yeah <laughs> and that's that's what's really sad and like i think we've talked about it in my episode like yeah. because like i'm i'm not a lesbian i'm bi yeah. it's like a whole other thing of oh, like yeah. you know oh that's really hot like oh, you're bi you must want a threesome yeah, like gross. you must want to like oh you can make out with girls as well yeah. and it's like yeah, well, my partner's bi, and the first thing my mom said when she fi- found out was, like, that girl's going to break your heart. The dumb stereotype of, like, of the like, biphobia. Yeah, biphobia, and, like, you know, they're greedy, and they'll mm. che- they're more likely to cheat on you. And Which it's- is bullshit. We all know that. Yeah, it's real sad. Yeah. It's real Awful. sad. Um, so, oh, wow. yeah. you actually... Uh, we you- were going to talk about something <laughs> totally <laughs> different. We were going to talk about something totally works, different, but here's the this rabbit hole. Yeah. This is absolutely the way that it works. Um, we go on to talk about one thing, and yeah. we kind of just, yeah. woo! Was, whatever flows naturally. It's, yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty much and like you're a great conversation yeah that's great thank you um but i'm really interested to hear about um like queerness in In your workplace yes um specifically you were talking a little bit about it before but do you just want to recap for everyone who wasn't privy to that unrecorded conversation (laughs) um well yeah i am a secondary teacher and basically when i was talking to you about what i would really like to discuss today i was thinking about comparing and contrasting my experience say 10 years ago i graduated 2012 not to feel too old um so nearly 10 years ago I would have been in year nine 10 years ago and that would have been when like it, I was coming out to my school not to my family I waited till I was in my 20s for that yeah big same um, <laughs> big same <laughs> but um when yeah I got in a relationship it started being relevant people started looking and asking questions and my teachers and my peers really weren't supportive in a really small country town high school. And now I want to look at that today as a lens where I really went into education, A, because I love the feeling of watching someone get something after you've explained it and understand it and that rush for both of you that finally you've like unlocked something in that facet of their knowledge. Um, but also because I aggressively wanted to protect all of the kids I could who, you know, when I wasn't very protected during school, I, um, I really wanted to be an advocate and someone that they could feel safe with because there are days where I know I'm the only friendly face that a kid will see, whether that's because they're queer, whether that's because of their, um, their race, their religion. Like, it's my kind of manifesto as a teacher to go in there and make them feel safe, make them feel loved because you can't learn if you are constantly on the defensive, if you're constantly at threat of, or fear of being attacked. Just for something as simple as who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's real deep. But <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, um, um, I'm, I'm just doing a lot of work. Like, yeah. I'm doing a lot of work with manifestos at the moment. Yeah. Um, so it was really interesting that you were like, this is my manifesto as a teacher. And I was like, oh, wow. That's- I think in the technical tom- terminology that you put in your portfolios, and that is like your philosophy of teaching. And okay. yeah, I talked about that a lot in my graduate portfolio. And okay. yeah, not quite outing myself, but like, I want to be that safe teacher yeah. for everyone and accept kids regardless of what they bring how do you how do you do that like oh my god um, (laughs) it's it's a task it's every day being conscious of what's happening in that room like you could have up to I think 28 kids in junior or 25 
I'm really gifted in that my like current high school is very small. So the most, the biggest class I have is my year 10 class with about 22 kids, which is really, really good. Um, my smallest class is my year sevens with like 17 kids. So it's really easy to be on top of everything. And just any time there is homophobia, uh, sexism, racism, I just instantly jump on top of it. And I'm like, no, that's unacceptable. That's not tolerated. If it happens again, you're not welcome. You can come back and start fresh tomorrow, but I will send you to another classroom and you can go discuss there with the senior like teacher and the seniors in the room why you've been sent there. Oh, you um, guys do buddy <laughs> classes as well. We did yeah. that when I was in high school. To some success. Sometimes it's hard yeah. to find a buddy, but essentially, usually the threat of it is enough to put a pin in it. And as soon as the kids know that as the person in the room who's like theoretically in power, that I am not tolerating that, like they tend to go, oh, okay, this isn't a behaviour that's going to be accepted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can have a lot of those conversations and unpick it. So I was surprised that um, that's gay still exists as like when you go like, okay, guys, do you, like, you need to do your homework over the weekend and the one smart ass in the room will be like, that's gay. And I'm like, excuse me? Um, Look, explain to me how the homework is homosexual and they're like oh tbh <laughs> i do consistently do that oh, it's, it's different when you are a queer person yeah like using that like or, that's gay like, you know calling your friend a giant gay is very different to like the bully in the room will be like i love you and i'm like friends. gay no exactly <laughs> yeah me and me and my partner all the time as well it's either yeah, it's I'm either gay. we have like i don't know if you've ever played mass effect but we have like a, par- a paragon and renegade and a neutral option so the, the 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 paragon's like yeah I love you too the um, neutrals like that's gay and the <laughs> and the and the uh, renegade options like I know like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh um, god yeah but just shutting it down yeah. and unpicking it and you know I always it's been really tricky actually navigating the professional distance you need like I've had in the last. Two weeks even, there's been three separate kids who've all come up to me and are, like, coming out to me and, like, telling me, oh, like, babies. telling me that's a worry for them but less so in the way it was when I was a kid about everyone finding out mm. and the fact that, like, they trust a teacher, like, enough to do that and they don't know that I'm quit. My staff room does and a lot of the staff does. I think most of them now except for the newbies. Um, but... Yeah, being – instead of, like, the first thing I want to do is just go, you'll be okay, you're going to be all right. In 10 years, you won't even know yourself. Like, you'll be so happy and – but you can't – you've kind of got to be like, oh, no, how do I step back from this and give measured advice when I've literally lived through this and know exactly what I'd want to hear? But, yeah, I, and that's a strength in a way. Yeah. I know what they want to hear and that's basically that – that's wonderful. You're accepted. Um you know, if you need any support, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. I think high, high school's, um, like, a really tough – it's a tough time for, like, basically any kid. I don't know any kid that, um, like, loved high school. And if they mm. did, that was kind of, like, the high point in their I, lives. Um, oh, but I have a really complicated relationship with high school, personally, yeah. because my home life sucked. So I knew I was smart, and school had all of those things I couldn't afford to do, like music and art and all of the performances, productions – and so I loved school, loved it, hated the homophobia, hated a lot of the other kids. It was very hard to find support and friends, but it wasn't home and that was all that mattered. Yeah. And like I got through a lot of my teenage years counting down like year 12, graduation and then off to uni back in Brisbane. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And so 
It's tough. Yeah, most people who loved high school, like, yeah, like you said, they either peaked there or it was people like me where it was like that was just way better than spending six hours a day at home. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, God. Yeah. So when you say like you're out to your um, staff room, yeah. but not out to your to your students, is it like oh, you, yeah. you find that like it's not relevant to come out to the students or it's not like – It's not like appropriate yet. I feel like um, there is, as a teacher, I'm an adult. Like, they don't need to be my friend. I've got friends. I have people my age who I love. They need the support. The focus shouldn't be on what I tell them about me. It should be on them and how they're going and their development as people. And it's more like, also, it's kind of scary. I'm not permanent at the moment. I am on contract and I really don't want to be that one teacher who does something that I shouldn't. Um, I know there are homophobic parents at the school. There was one who went on a, like, a 10-minute rant to the PE teacher last year because um, he used some, some, and not directly from, but we were using some safe schools resources, which is like unheard of because you know how there's the backlash in Queensland. About, huge, yeah. huge amount. It's a lot of the reason why people who voted no voted yeah. no, Yeah, um, which is insane. But anyway, Because they just... There's one person who will put it up on Facebook and like have this massive rant that's half like, like not even correct. If we if we legalize gay marriage, safe schools is right around the corner. It's like they're yeah. two completely different pieces of legislation. Like, come on now. That's that's why I say that's insane. Yeah. Like, I have a little bit of an issue with safe yeah. schools, but and, um, yeah. But the only thing we used from them was definitions. So. I think there was a lesson that was aimed at the kids that was, okay, this is what heterosexuality is. This is what homosexuality is. This is what cisgenderism – is that a real word? Cisgenderism? Yeah. Um, yeah. This is what being cisgender is and this yeah. is what being yeah. – I think it's, I think it's yeah. cisgenderism, yeah. I think it was just that these exist. Yeah. Do with that with what you will. Yeah. Like it wasn't like everyone go and put where you are on the spectrum of the gingerbread uh, gingerbread fairy. Like that's what the – the t- parents were trying to like yeah i don't, make I don't out like that, that. It was. yeah yeah that's what the parents were trying to like slam about and were like we don't want that there's only one way of being <sighs> yeah uh, it's it's not <laughs> small, real. small issue uh, it's yeah. not real and so i heard about this rant and 20 minutes later these parents had an appointment with me oh um because i taught this student six times a week because i had him for english and humanities last year and I was so nervous because I heard about this when I was grabbing frantically some sandwiches like in the little break room they have for the teachers and he was there talking about it. I'm like, <gasps> um, <laughs> How did it go? Stress eat the sandwiches. Well, I sat back down and like I'm there freaking out, but they don't know. I'm like, they don't know that I'm gay at all. But then they're like, oh, we love you. You're his favourite teacher. He always comes home and says how happy he is that he's got you as his teacher. And I'm like, <laughs> The next day I joined the union because I was just so scared that, like, if that comes out, like, that even though they love me and I'm a great teacher and they've said it themselves, they could just turn on me yeah. in an instant. If yeah. Any of it them. happens. Yeah, even like, if I accidentally just said, like, my girlfriend in front of the class yeah. and he yeah. came home and said that. Yeah. And, and the sad thing is that it, act- that it does happen. It yeah. really does happen. And, like, and I've that, seen it. 
That kid, I was pretty close to him. He seemed to be like an ongoing like meme of like my first year as a teacher and him being like a student who broke his arm in one of my English classes because he tried to parkour over a chair. So talking to mum through that. Mm-hmm. And then um, he actually had a really big mental health scare towards the end of the year. And I spent a good chunk of the last week chasing him all around the school, making sure he was safe and not going to do anything to himself. Mm-hmm. And... On the last, yeah, the last day of term four, um, we were having like a staff Christmas lunch and I got called up to the office and he and his parents are there with like this massive bag of presents. Okay. Um, Yeah, just uh, all the presents, including like a bunch of sour lollies and a bunch of like, I think he had uh, post-it notes and like stationery, which I'm always... Like that's the teaching thing. <laughs> oh, we here out here loving stationery. Like perfect date. Send me to Office Works with a gift card. Like. Big mood, eh? IKEA um, for me. And Just it included you know. uh, the water bottle I have with me today, with my last name printed onto it, which oh, is cute. which is redacted. <laughs> redacted. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and the fact that like. That's so scary to me yeah. that I have this student, like, clearly, like, super important and, you know, I'm keeping a real close eye on him. I actually got him transferred into one of my classes this year to take care of him just in case something happens again because, you know, at least he's got one teacher he's familiar with and who knows the context. He doesn't have to rehash that again. And the fact that that could all change in a minute if his parents find out through the grapevine somehow that I'm gay. And that's terrifying. And that's at a you know, a public school, yeah. public independent, but public independent. yeah. Um, do you want to talk about the union for a little bit? Like what yes. that is, explain like Absolutely. what it is, how to join it, what it does. Mm. A number of professions, uh, particularly uh, government professions like teaching, nursing, will have a union um, that is kind of you join as a member and it'll offer you a variety of protections if something ever goes wrong. So if I was ever fired unfairly for my sexuality – I could go to the union and they could give me legal assistance. They could tell me where to go. They would fight my school on my behalf. Um, and it's not just for sexuality. It's like a number of things. It could be a student makes a accusation against you. It could be, you know, there's a prang in like within the school car park and it's not your fault, but because it's private government property, your insurance won't cover it and you need to fight the school to cover it, like your car. Um, and yeah, ideally protection. That's the main reason. And it's really sad because there is a mentality, not in teaching, they're very aggressively protective of their their unions because it prevents things like massive amounts of unfair work in our own time or expecting us to do unit planning and stuff without school support. Um, But a lot of unions in the world, um, everyone's like, oh, they're just out to like get as much as they can and be really lazy. And that's one really good mentality my dad always pushed to me, which was you need to join a union if you're in a job that has one. Like, they will protect you no matter what. Mm. And they are, like, the workers' rights movement pretty much coming together and fighting that your boss can't manipulate you or do things to you that you're not protected for. Um, But, yeah, even, like, if you don't have a specific one to your workplace, uh, like the teachers' union, there are, like, hospitality unions and there are, but you've just got to investigate and find one that will work for you and cover what you need. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to wrap up now. Oh, wow. Has it been that long? Has it been that long? <gasps> yeah, we're at the I did oh, not even notice. We Damn. The, um, we will have to have you back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Back over I, like think, I think we're going to have to have a union special. We're going to have to have like, <laughs> a, like a... And I didn't even get to all the fun stories yet about like... Yeah, oh, my God. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Give me a fun story. Okay. Just, just do um, one. Give me one fun story. I'll do, give you the one the first time I had to like actually 
come out at work was it was about week three of term one in my staff room, which is full of um, mostly like middle-aged women who are all straight and married and with children. And actually, I'm pretty sure all of them. Yeah, I'm the only one under in there. Well, I was the only one in here who was under 40, which was <laughs> a bit of a time as like a 23-year-old, nearly turning 23. And um, basically, they were all sitting around complaining about the husbands not doing any work. Plessy. And I'm like, I'm just sitting there like, there is an easy option for this. <laughs> um, when I came into school, it was essentially, I, w- I came in with the motto, like, I wasn't going to lie, especially to staff. But I w- and I wasn't going to lie to the kids either. I just dodged the kids. But if I was asked outright, I would absolutely like come out. That was my moral kind of line in the sand that I took. Yeah. And like teacher in my staff room, light of my life, the like most positive one out of these like forty year old women. All t- she turns around and she goes, "What about you? Like, um, what about you, Dana? Do you have a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend? What are they like?" Aww. And I'm like. Oh, in the context of like, do they clean the house or do they do anything and not just sit and like watch you work your yeah. butt off? And I'm just like, oh no, okay, this is the, it's I, time. I have to like, she's actually taken the effort to ask me. That's really like, that's really beautiful. I also really like the fact that mm. she said boyfriend or girlfriend. Yeah, a boyfriend, girlfriend, partner. Like shout just, out. Yeah, and I just went. Yeah, I know. I have a girlfriend. We don't live together yet, but like, whenever she's over, we help each other out cooking dinner and. It was as natural as that. No one made a scene about it. They're all just like, yeah, okay. Yes. And I think they talked really briefly about a pracky they had last year who was also gay. And she uh, came to the school and her partner was in the military sector. And it was kind of like they transferred together, but then they mm. broke up like a few weeks in. Oh and it no. was a mess. And she was miserable because no one else there yeah. like understood. understood. And I feel like... She, she must have also kind of hit a barrier, like, how do I relate to these 40-something-year-old women who all have kids and husbands and that's all they're really talking about when we do talk about personal stuff not to do with school. And that's been hard for me too, um, really difficult. And that's actually changed a little bit this year because we have another openly queer teacher and one who is far more open with the kids than I am, which is amazing because they're actually non-binary. Um, yeah. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a contract at the moment, like a really short one, but I'm really keen to see if the school will keep them on because mm. that's amazing. And there are a number of kids at our school who are, you know, trying to work around their gender identity and there's a few who are being as, you know, non-binary or gender non-conforming in some way or but they're not quite, you know, they're at the baby stage, the larva stage where they're yeah. figuring it out. And having a role model is yeah. amazing. And, yeah. So how do they, uh, how are they referred to by the kids? Uh, referred to by MIX or MX is mm-hmm. their honorific. Um, and uh, I believe the teacher has said uh, they're okay with the kids using she, hers, because that's just very complex. Mm-hmm. But, you know... That's a conversation for later in yeah. their teaching career that mix is great. And every kid I've heard in their class mm. has been using that. That's and it's spectacular. Funny. And even when they're just talking to me in passing, like, you know, I'm like, how's your English assignment going? Oh, mix is, you know, helping me out with it. Yeah. And that's so, so good. That's really encouraging yeah, for sure. Because I find that um, just like in my own experience, like, um, 
non-binary pronouns and I'm referring to somebody who's non-binary or or for some reason doesn't subscribe to the she, her, um, he, him pronouns, it can be the most challenging thing for people to kind of work around. They're like, she, her, I mean, uh, they, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing that people mess up on and, yeah, yeah, it's really encouraging. And I think that's – they're okay with staff and students and like in their work sphere using – incorrect pronouns so to speak they're not entirely uncomfortable with the old pronouns um but really prefers that honorific and it's been great and like we're both young we can both kind of talk about queer things it's really nice being able to just be like have one person I can be a little bit more gay when I have a conversation with and be able to be like oh the heteros and like and not have people look at you funny (laughs) they've been having a little bit of a rough time um not so much with the kids but with some other staff just being a little bit too mm. – I think it's the way it is is that gender, unfortunately, is, you know, where queer stuff was – or, like, I shouldn't say queer because we're all queer. But gender is back where sexuality kind of was yeah. 10 so Absolutely. years ago. Yeah. And it's very sad. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's just been amazing. Um it's so good seeing kids feeling comfortable and safe enough oh, yeah, absolutely. that they can, you know, start coming out and coming into their own. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'll have to tell you some more fun stories about the kids being really well, oblivious. Also, yeah. also, like, just really oblivious. It, it shocks me. Like, no, 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 shocks is the wrong word, but I, I'm excited um, mm. and by a teacher who is openly gender non-conforming yeah. um, and just educating kids about that. Yeah. Um, at, at such an early age because like yeah. that's it's terrifying to tell like it's terrifying to come out to anyone because you always have that moment of like mm-hmm. ah. but then like with kids it's you're kind of like you're outing yourself almost for the for their benefit yeah I remember like I, I went and I did a, a thing at um my old high school after I, I graduated they asked me to come back and speak um and I was talking about um, one of my friends who um, everyone at my school had known them as she, her, and then they transitioned um, after we graduated and I was talking about, you know, using the correct pronouns after all of that. And, like, everyone who was, like, there listening to me speak was like, oh, oh, it's okay, that's interesting. It, it's, like, just being open. Yeah, kids, kids are like plasticine, mm. you find, that if they have pretty shitty attitudes towards sexuality or gender they're usually inherited nine times out of ten it's not their formative thinking and if they think a little deeper and more critically about it it's actually quite easy to unpick that it is most kids i think i've met are responding well to like me casually grooming them out of homophobic and transphobic rhetoric and like it's not the hill they're willing to die on they're just trying to be edgy or trying to like be controversial especially a lot of young boys but then you know just show them a little bit of light and, like, you, it's teaching them empathy. Yeah. As much as I teach them about English and history in the classroom, I teach them empathy. Yeah. And that's the hey, hard g- part. Hey, g- guess what? Teachers <laughs> do a lot. They yeah. do a lot more than we kind of <laughs> give them credit. I'm not looking forward to going home. <laughs> no, you do so much wonderful – teachers do so much wonderful work in the classroom yeah. and we don't give them nearly enough credit. No. So thank you for just having that manifesto yeah. out there. Yes. Protect um, and teach. Yeah, protect and teach. Wow, yeah. Um, I'm writing that one down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Protect and teach. Um, yeah, uh, we usually – you can cut all of those ums and ahs. Thanks, saying I love you. <laughs> yeah. If I, you want I used to be a really good public speaker and I don't know what happened. <laughs> I'm in theatre and 
I we're both in theatre. That's we're why we're theater. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I am with an ensemble at the moment, and we're doing um, a text analysis exercise. And I was asked to do like the actual acting, the exploring mm. of, of the scene <laughs> in the space. You know that that kind I of. I hate doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like really good with like all of the thought pattern mm-hmm. stuff that was going on. And then they asked me to perform it, and I was like, I have absolutely no idea what's happening. Like, and, what? and my teacher at the time was like, Oh, and also I need you to physicalize every single thought and action that you have. It can be abstract. Yeah, like there was this one bit that was um, it, we described it as kind of like uh, confessing but also offering your neck to to a guillotine um and he was like you need to actually like lean out and and offer yourself um to be kind of killed um like a uh, just a turtle yeah yeah it was, ah. yeah pretty much um, but yeah it, it's interesting we can also cut all of that i just <laughs> had that thought and um yeah wanted to say it um it, we always really wrap up um with a little bit of advice. So yes. if you have any advice for uh, like a younger version of yourself or oh. young queer kids, the kids that you teach, what would you want to say to them? Just it's going to be okay. And there was a, st- a student a couple weeks ago who was talking to me about, yeah, like I said, about three kids in the last week who felt comfortable enough to out themselves to me. And I was just like, it's going to get better. It is going to be okay. The difference in 10 years will blow your mind. Um, I can only imagine that we're going to progress further and further and that those people who have a problem with you for who you are, for your gender, your sexuality, for anything that's just makes you who you are, which is amazing. Please keep holding on to that. But it's going to change. They're the ones that are reducing in number and it might feel scary in a world where we know there's like very intolerant people out there doing awful things. But I promise you, most people are going to love you for who you are and it will be better. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and saying beautiful words. Yeah, um, of course. And, and talking about teaching and everything. Anytime. Um, more fun stories. I'd love to be back if you've got the time. Yeah, more, more fun stories, awesome. please. Um, for everyone out there in podcast listening land, um, unfortunately we have to leave you now. But um, You have survived 100% of days. days. Well done, you. 10 out of 10. You are valid and incredible. And I hope that you are kind to yourself today um, because you deserve it. You are your first priority and you definitely deserve it. And we will listen. We will talk to you. Mm-hmm. We will listen to you. Listen to us. We will listen to you. <laughs> listen to us. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.